Welcome to Strong Men, Strong Marriages. My name is Mike Frazier, MD, your BYU and UCLA-trained marriage coach. My mission is to help you get strong, get attractive, and get a strong, joyful, and intimate marriage, no matter how bad it is right now. You can do it, and I can help you. Let's do this. All right, men, welcome to today's episode. Uh, today, I have a special guest, uh, Lizzie Langston. She is the postpartum coach. Uh, she runs the Postpartum Coach podcast. She's also a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, like me, uh, so we share that belief. And yeah, she's here to just help us out. Uh, I know uh, in my own marriage and a lot of the guys that, that I work with, you know, they ask about if my wife's feeling depressed or if she's feeling anxious, you know, what do I do? How do I you know, approach that? So I thought Lizzie would be an awesome guest for us. So thank you for agreeing to, to do this. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, Mike. This is so fun. <laughs> you guys fun. should see him. He has this awesome headset on. I'm like, we're so official and formal here. <laughs> we do like official. Um, so, uh, yeah, I guess to, to start off with, if you could just sort of explain what, you know, if, if when a woman is going through postpartum depression or anxiety or whatever it is, like, what is that experience like? Yeah. So just triple checking. Everybody knows what the word postpartum means. It's like after you have a baby, hopefully you all do, <laughs> but you know, for dads who might be a little newer. Sure. Um, all right. So yeah, postpartum depression and anxiety telltale signs are first of all, how's her hygiene doing? And I don't, I'm not, we're, by the way, whenever I talk about any of this, this is all with so much love and care of the mamas. So this is not critical at all. And, um, I don't want anybody being critical. This is just educating ourselves. So, um, yeah, like hygiene is a really good one. If she's making time to care for herself or not, how much self-care is happening. Um, it, and that, that's, that's when we're really at risk is when we're just kind of like in the full on mom mode, but we never come out of it and we don't like take care of ourselves. So is she stopping, you know, what she's doing occasionally and spending time on herself? Um, and then just depression. So there's kind of two pieces. There's either the depressiveness or there's the anxiousness, or there's a little bit of both. So the anxiety is when they're just in their head a lot. They might be having panic attacks. They might be really clingy, like, please stay home from work. They might be really worried to be by themselves with the kids. They might feel extremely overwhelmed, um, just sort of debilitating. They might um, be really lonely. Either case, depression and anxiety, there can be a lot of loneliness. But the anxiety, there's like a lot of desperation happening. For, for whatever, it, it kind of varies from woman to woman, but usually like just desperate to have company, desperate to know what to do during the day. There's just feelings that they feel scared to be left with and they don't even know what to do with, which like, as I say it, I'm like, oh, it's so hard. I'm, it's, it hurts my heart. But that, so that's that. And the, the depressiveness is more I mean, we all kind of have an image in our mind of like the gloomy, but to, the thing is, women, postpartum who are depressive and anxious can actually put on a pretty good front, even for their husbands, right? Because the last thing we want as the wife and the mother who's being trusted by all of our extended family and our husband to care for this child all day is to be seen as crazy or not well 
that women have this complex, like, I don't want to be a burden to my family and to my people. So sometimes even I remember for my husband, it was like, because I didn't see him very much at the time he was in school and I was depressive postpartum, didn't know it yet. I had no clue. I'd never been depressed. So that's another thing you got to realize too, is like, she, she could, she could be somebody that's typically very happy and this could still be going on. Right. Mm. Um, but I remember because he was gone so much of the time when I just saw him for maybe three hours a day, I didn't, I didn't want to bring up my own crap during that time. So I kind of wanted to pretend I was okay just so, because I was so aching to feel the warm and fuzzies of connection with him. That's all I wanted. It felt soothing and calming to me. So yeah, I probably wasn't going to bring up in the beginning until later. And and I learned more, but I wasn't going to bring up how I'd had a panic attack that day or how I thought of running away, or I just like wanted to drop the kids off somewhere so bad. Um, and also I worried about what that would do for him. I would worry about at the time I was very worried about his feelings and not my own, which was creating my problem. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, appetite, all of that. Um, yeah. And if she's not sleeping well, if she's not eating well, like I said, hygiene, um, yeah. And just, is she her normal self? Like, because I think sometimes we're afraid to admit if, if like, she's not feeling normal, can you both just be okay with that? Okay. We're not back to normal yet. That doesn't have to scare us. It doesn't have to mean anything. Let's just look into that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, when you say that, I, that's a little bit tricky, right? Cause if, if your wife's putting up a good front, as you say, um, like you might not know that, a lot of this is going on like maybe you'll pick something up here and there but um i don't know you know if if she is sort of hiding it well um as a husband is there much you can do or not really so i'm gonna go with not really but here's what here's what because ultimately like she's just gonna do what she's gonna do but here's what you can do is you can I, I think it's weird to be like super intrusive and be like, but are you telling me the truth? But how do you really feel? So I, w- I think it's just good to check in and be like, do you feel like you're able to be honest with me? Or do you feel like you hide any, hide any of your emotions even from yourself? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not maybe a question you would just come out and say, but like in one of those tender moments when you guys are chatting or whatever, um, or it can be really concerning if she is really closed off. I will say not everyone is a candidate for postpartum coaching. But, um, if they, if they're willing to recognize that they don't feel good and they want to feel better and they're like ready to get after it and go create that, um, that's when they are. And so I will say the husbands are really integral in that third piece. So let's say she knows she doesn't feel good. She's telling you something's not quite right. Or you both agree with that. She wants to get help. A lot of times she is thinking about husbands and their reaction to the cost of something that she would spend on her. A lot of times, especially if there were complications after the pregnancy or the delivery, there might be guilt about, oh my gosh, we just spent $10,000 of extra costs on, you know, the surgery I had to have that we didn't anticipate or the emergency C-section. And so to go and do this. um, And so I think men, you guys just selling yourselves on the importance of mental health. So maybe that's what we need to talk about you know, not need to, but I think that could be useful, um, regardless of what your wife's experiencing and and what the help you end up getting. Um, that's the question you got to ask yourself is like, what is the impact of my wife's mental health on my family? What's the impact of my mental and emotional well-being right now? 
Um, and if it's significant, then yeah, you got to figure out, okay, how much do I value this? What, what would change if I got help potentially? And maybe that's something you need to go like research or whatever, but. Yeah, no, and like we were right before we kind of started this, we were talking about um, how a lot of times wives are concerned about, you know, having that money spent um, on them or, you know, taking away or being a burden in that way. Um, uh, one of the one of the ladies I work with studied this in her uh, in her program and saw that. It, obviously it affects your wife a lot if she's feeling depressed, if she's feeling anxious, but also it has an effect on you, uh, on your, your own testosterone levels. Those go down your own depression, anxiety. It starts affecting that. If you, you know, kind of bring that further, that can start affecting the kids. So, um, plus like, isn't it worth spending money to just feel better in your life? overall. <laughs> yeah. That, let me talk about that actually. Cause the intimacy piece, I know that's something Mike that you focus on mm-hmm. with men is like just feeling that passion and that playfulness and that presence. Those are my three P's actually that I help moms get back <laughs> to by the way. And so I help women basically come from out of their head and get back into their body. I think what happens postpartum. So then this is going to tie into the intimacy thing. So what happens postpartum is because especially right after baby, the body literally hurts, right? Like all of the lady parts, the whole body just hurts sometimes. So you've got that and then you're nursing. And sometimes that hurts for a while. Even when your body's feeling better, your breasts are hurting, right? Et cetera. And so, so, um, and depending on what, what's happening in your brain, you might really be disconnected from your body just as a way to survive a little bit. Also, your body has needs. And sometimes as a new mom or even a veteran mom, like we get so even sometimes even more so when you have like five kids instead of just the one, we get so caught up in doing the mom thing and being there for all them that we kind of ignore our body. And so what that looks like in the bedroom is like disinterest and a lot of like, oh, I'll do it for you. Like I have to kind of a thing. Um, and just, or like, Maybe we start things going when we're, you know, sexy time. And then the woman is like having a hard time focusing. So all of that can, or there's just no desire and she's like avoiding it. And you can kind of tell she's avoiding it. So all of this is my work as I help women postpartum to go from kind of like, the word I want to use is like rigid and like stiffness. There's just like, like when expectation, you know, when plans don't go the way that they want, there's not this like, Oh, okay. Like this flex. It's just like, wait a second. Right. So I help them go from that and from really worried and, and all of that to again, passion, purpose, playfulness. Um, but that really starts with, I help them reconnect with themselves and get into their body, feel the emotions in their body, not just all in their head. And the benefits of that down the road are once you connect, reconnect with yourself, of course you can reconnect with your spouse better yeah. and yeah. your babies. No, absolutely. Yeah. We're on the same page with that too. Like, well, what we really talk about a lot is um, not taking responsibility for your wife's emotions so much. Um, it's a, it's a balance, right? Because you want to be sensitive. Of course you want to try to understand where she's at, but at the same time, not feel like I'm in charge of fixing this. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah. I've done something wrong because she's feeling no. uh, this way. Yeah. And I she think might it's even easy tell to you that. 
<laughs> yeah, right. Like, right. If she's postpartum, she's depressive. She could be blaming stuff on you or saying, well, you're just not home enough or you're just not supporting me in the right way. Yeah. But don't believe any of that. And not, not in like a, not in a stick it to the man kind of a way, like you, like listen with compassion. But I think the best thing you can do, the tendency for, for what I'm hearing you say, Mike, for the guys here, the tendency is to want to fix it. For sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But like, she's a big girl and this depression that she's going through, I, I, I went through it. And like the best thing my husband ever did was let me get my own help. Um, he was supportive and he's like, but like, he didn't know what I needed. And so you not playing the role of a parent or something in the marriage, that's not going to help, you know, long-term you guys get where you want to go, but really truly being a peer with mutual respect, like, Hey, what do you, what do you think you need? And letting her figure it out. Also, there might be a piece of your work here guys too, which is like, if she doesn't want help or she's just not ready yet. Like there's like you just managing your own emotions to let, give her that space too. Yeah. 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 And I think that's where, you know, the idea that, that I try to teach too of, um, again, not making that your job to, to fix it, you know, being able to tolerate that, you know, her having those, you know, that depression, that anxiety and yeah. you being able to, allow that, let it be there without having to try to, you know, yeah. make it go away <laughs> because, yeah. because yeah. you're uncomfortable with it, which is hard. Most of us haven't learned how to do that. Um, but, uh, it's a big skill to learn now kind of along this, this line. So let's say that your wife is, um, you know, she's saying, yeah, you know, I'm feeling down. In fact, I'm feeling really down, you know, or she's you know, calling you a lot and you can just, you can tell, that things are bad. Maybe she's even said, Hey, like, I don't know if I want to live anymore. Maybe yeah. it's gotten to that level. Totally. Um, you know, how do you, I, I know you said, you know, you don't want to be a parent. Sometimes though, it can get so debilitating the depression that, um, you know, it can be important to take a little bit more of an active role. So yeah. how do you, how do you do that? Like, how do you encourage, you know, getting that help when you can see, Hey, like this is getting pretty bad. We need to do something. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, the first place you want to go is reflecting to her what you're seeing, but from a really clean place. So, and that's going to be work for you guys. Right. But, um, you might have fear. You might have, um, yeah, for sure. Uh, probably fear, right. Or, yeah. or maybe a little bit of frustration, but it's probably coming from fear. Actually. Like the anger is usually just because we're afraid or we're sad. There's probably a lot of sadness that you might have seeing her in so much pain or discomfort or whatever. Um, but just showing her what you're seeing, um, from a, from kind of separating that from you and just showing her what you're seeing now she's prone right now. If, if this is her, right. She's prone to make things mean that she's not good enough. Like that's just where her brain is. So she's going to, you know, if it's likely if you bring it up, it's, it's possible that she, it, it could just be more for her brain to feed off of, to tell her how she's not enough. Mm. So I honestly recommend just like hooking her up with help. Like, um, for, for us. So I'll just tell you a little bit, Mike too, about when I was in my depression, I hadn't found coaching yet. So life coaching to me, I'd heard of it. It sounded fluffy, honestly. And so I tried therapy first and I tried support groups and I have nothing against those. Um, 
but, and they, they served to some extent, but it, it really, for me, it was life coaching that was, um, just literally just coaching my brain out of the depression through examining my thoughts and all of that. Um, but for us at the time, for me to be able to to do that work, but still be where I was emotionally, we moved. So like we, we, we moved, we sold our home. I'm not saying everyone needs to do this, but this is just like, so, you know, my story, we sold our home. We were in Arizona at the time we actually put it on the market. And so while it was on the market, my husband and I took a trip, um, up to Denver, which is where we live now. And that's where his parents reside. And we moved in with them. Well, me and the kids did husband then flew back and got the house sold and put in his two weeks notice at his job. So it was just me and the kids and I had live in help. And that's what I needed at the time. Like I, I just felt so unable to, to do the things, but because I had a little bit more help, I was then able to like start listening to the podcast a little bit more. Um, something I sometimes recommend too, is taking a couple's trip and getting away from the kids and you being there to support her, but without like the children as much and her being able to really just breathe and reconnect with herself. But that's ultimately guys, what we're going for is not you making it better. It's her reconnecting with herself as an individual, not as a mom, as an individual, that's what she needs. That's what will replenish her. Yeah. I really, I really like what you said about just sort of reflecting back like, Hey, you know, listen, here's what I'm seeing. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because I'm care, I care about you so much. Like I see, like you said, you're not, you know, taking care of yourself quite as much as usual. You just seem more down a lot. You, um, your energy seems to be a lot lower. You're not eating quite as much. I'm just worried. I, I want you to be, feeling back to where you were and um you know i want you to get the help um uh, of course like financially it's not an issue you know we'll make it happen because you know i care about you and we want this to work and like being a good mom and being feeling yourself again like that's going to help all of us yeah. so uh, i think uh, tell me if i'm wrong but i think that's kind of like the approach you're saying is yeah. is going to be really yeah. helpful Yeah. And I also wanted to just mention, just, I feel like this one's coming to me too. Um, I want the dads, like sometimes it gets dicey, right? If your husband, if your husband, if your husband, if your wife is really not well, sometimes it gets dicey with like you starting to worry. Like if you notice that you're worried about the children during the day, like you're worried about them because your wife is is not normal and it, it concerns you like that's also a really good sign that it's time to take measures too, right? You don't want to be worried about your kids and your wife's care. And she doesn't want that. She doesn't want to be that either. And so that's like a for sure red flag. Like let's, let's bring in some help. Let's get her moved in with someone. Let's, um, hire some, you know, professional to help her with her mindset, Um, and that's, that's what, that's what I am. So that's what I do. So I work with my women for six months at a time. Um, and we, I, like I said, I work on bringing them from their head into their body, getting back to purpose, playfulness and passion. But all of that requires a connection with yourself. And sometimes we're so connected to our kids and we're so connected to our duties and our responsibilities. We're more connected to those than we, we like forgot about ourselves. It happens all the time to really, really, really good women, well-meaning women who would just do anything for their family, who are so tied to the Lord and who just want to be 
what they think they need to be, but they don't realize they can pull back and also just be human. Yeah. 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 And I think, um, um, that happens a lot in our church where we get this idea that uh, a good uh, Christian person, a good uh, Mormon, a good, you know, member of the church puts everybody above in front of themselves uh, until they kind of like fall apart. It seems like the right thing to do. It's just like, as I've been thinking more, the way I'm seeing structuring how I work with guys is like understanding God's relationship to you, that he, loves you and cares about you no matter what you do or don't do mm-hmm. and then rebuilding that relationship with yourself um, uh, and then yeah. with others uh, but the other thing I was just came to mind as we were talking was like all of us were built you know body mind heart and spirit so you know when your wife's struggling in this way you know you want to think about you know physically there's definitely big hormonal changes sometimes medication can be a help to get you there. And then there's mind, which is what Lizzie specializes in and, you know, getting that, that mindset, right. What we both teach and believe is that, you know, the way that you feel comes from, you know, your thoughts. I think there's also, you know, you can feel a gift of charity and love from God. I think that can be a gift you can pray for and get, but, you know, when you really start working in your thoughts and figuring out, Oh man, where does all this come from? How am I missing, you know, yeah. elements of truth that need oh my gosh yeah um you know it starts really changing things around big time yeah but our thoughts are like i think every thought is its own universe like it, it's its own the the more i study like the mind and i work with women it's like one thought in her brain can literally create a panic attack in her body yeah it's one thought, like every thought is so powerful. And that's something I'm just starting to really discover, um, as a child of God, as I co-create money and I like grow this business. And like, as I've healed from depression and anxiety, postpartum, every single thought in our brain, it's alive. Like they are, we are, we are creators. And I think we don't even realize how much we create in our body and in our life just by our thoughts. And so it's everything. And I wanted to add on to Mike to that. I, so I would say I do a ton of spiritual and body work. So yes, we're for sure looking at a lot of the thoughts, but I would say most of the time we start in the, in the feelings category, like, so a lot more body at first, kind of evens out the energy for the woman. And then we're going to their thoughts, but they're so they're like in a web of thoughts. And so I just help them like release down into their body slowly. And then it's easier to sort out the thoughts. And then I'm, I am just super spiritual. Like I am tight with God. So that's a huge part of my practice as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, um, reminds me of the scripture in Isaiah. It says, my thoughts are not, not your thoughts. My, you know, my, thoughts are higher my, than your my ways are. are yeah yeah you know, yes all of it and if we can get access to that you know that really starts uh, switching things up um, yeah, so good so uh let's see as far as um uh, it's a <laughs> I have to poke fun at your website a little bit it's on, on your website it says you know husbands just don't get it yeah so <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, so, that's actually what a lot of people come to me for is because they're like, I love my husband. He loves me. I can tell he's trying to help, but he just doesn't get it. Yeah. And I'm like, men, the sooner you sell yourself on that, 
and release her to go find her own help. Like so much pressure comes off your marriage and you guys just get to love each other. So I, I see it all the time. I see, I see, um, like, or like women will come to me and then they'll be like, well, my husband wants to try to be the one to help me and just get so messy. And I have like to each his own. I have no, you can do whatever you want. Um, and maybe that feels really good for you. Like for sure, go by the spirit. So do whatever the Lord is telling you to do. Um, and I think, um, I just love paying for coaching. I love the premium results that I get when I spend money on my own mind. Like I pony up, right? Like I do the work because I'm putting my money there and I just get there faster. Um, so I love it personally. Yeah. And I think, um, you you know, that idea of it's okay not to get it all the way. Like stop trying to get it. Like, isn't that exhausting? Stop. (laughs) Like just give her, just tell her to go hire someone and you'll love it. So finding that balance, right? Like finding that balance of understanding her, Hey, yeah. you're struggling right now, but not taking on that responsibility of, okay, you're struggling and I better, I need yeah. to take care of that. Here, but, well, here, yes. Sorry. I don't want to interrupt you. I just had a follow-up thought. Let me yeah. go with that here's what happens is like, you're trying to understand her, but she doesn't understand herself. So she could try all she wants. She could try 10 different ways to describe to you how she's feeling. But the truth is like, she doesn't, she's not really feeling her feelings. She's up in her head and she, right. Maybe I don't, I don't want to discredit anybody's life. Like I don't really know for every situation what's going on, but typically postpartum depression and anxiety is like, she's trying to get away from her feelings. And so really she's, she's probably trying to ask you to do a bunch of different things because, but really none of it's working because her feelings are coming from her own thoughts, not from you and your actions. And so as, as you set her free to get help, what happens, well, at least with me and my coaching, right? What happens is she's going to better understand herself and her own needs and her own desires. Nobody can do that for her. Nobody as loving as they might be. So as she starts to do that groundwork, then she can teach you actually, she can teach you like you or not teach you, but like, um, she'll, she probably won't even need as much, but also like if you were to have a desire to help, like she could kind of explain that better. Um, and then, yeah, ultimately I think the best thing that you can do is get your own help too. Like, yeah, encourage her to get help. But as she, as she sees you moving forward and like taking the measures that you want to not let your mental health suffer, you know, and you're not telling yourself, Oh, well, I don't want to do that because then she'll think this, or I don't want to spend the money. Like as you make that example of, Hey, it's okay to spend money when we're hurting and we need help that, that might also by extension, give her permission. Or maybe she's the one in the marriage to do that. And you can appreciate that. She's the one setting the example and going and getting the help, but either way. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. This has been super helpful. We just wanted to, to wrap it up with kind of the a summary of sort of the, the practical kind of takeaways. So to yeah. me, I think one of the big ones was, um, you know, again, not taking the responsibility of, yeah. of fixing the postpartum on yourself, yeah. uh, letting her really be responsible for it, but at the same time, like encouraging that she get the help that she wants and that you think she needs 
giving her the feedback that like, hey, you know, I see you're struggling. I want you to get help. I'm not going to force you to, but I think it'd be useful and I'm happy to pay for it. Um, you know, that kind of approach. Yeah. Um, that's how I would kind of summarize one of the main takeaways. Any adjustments to that? No, I think also just not not forgetting how invested your parents and her parents are too. I mean, every situation is different, but um, like I remember we were students um, when my husband was, uh, when I was depressed, he was, we were like coming out of student loan debt. Yeah. And so to spend some cash on like premium mental health help, I think, I don't know. Like I honestly, I probably would have done it either way, but my parents, I remember they were like so worried about me and they were like, how can we help you? What can we do for you? And I said, how about you just help me get this help? <laughs> this is, I, I've listened yeah. to this life coaching podcast. I can see that this is totally beyond the, the therapy that I, I had already tried. And, um, and they were like, okay. So, and never wanted a penny of it back. All they wanted was for me to be healthy and for my kids to be safe. Yeah. So don't, don't forget that. And you know, it's not like you're abusing that or misuse or, you know, taking yeah. advantage. That's something that, um, we're a family. It's like a whole network and we're all invested in the children and in the, the parents being healthy to be able to raise the children, yeah. the functionality of the family. So, yeah, that's a great point. I think just, you know, being, res- that's part of being resourceful. Um, and, uh, again, that idea of like, you don't have to do it all yourself, which I yeah. think is guys, we can really get kind of sucked into that idea that it's all on us. Um, mm-hmm instead of remembering there's, you know, people that care. And the other kind of takeaway that you mentioned, I think is really important is not only saying, Hey, like go ahead and get the help, but be an example of getting it for yourself. Cause that actually really proves to, to your wife that it is okay. Um, mm-hmm. I know like, as I've started to do that more in my marriage, it's kind of funny. Like I start, you know, spending a little bit more money on myself or taking some time to just like go hang out with friends. Then all of a sudden my wife has like no issue doing it. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, just kind of like setting that example first of self care um, really does like prove that you're serious that yeah, it is worth taking that time. It is worth spending that money to, mm-hmm. you know, to take care of yourself. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So much more quality in your marriage and all that. So, yeah. Great. Well, if, uh, if, if you guys are, uh, you know, if your wife's looking for more help, you can visit, uh, Lizzie Langston com. L I Z Z I E L A N G S T O N.com. Uh, also at Lizzie Langston, uh, on Instagram, yeah. on Instagram. Yep. <laughs> the wives like Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So thank you so much for, for coming on today. Really appreciate it. And, uh, all right, stay strong men and we will see you next episode. If you're ready to become the strongest and most attractive version of yourself and create the best relationship you have ever had with yourself, your wife, and your children in 90 days or less, come join us in the Strongman System. I guarantee you'll have the best relationship you have ever had with your wife in 90 days or less or your money back. Visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how, and I'll see you there.